When 14-year-old Kyle Gazillo was getting ready for this year's school science fair in Dalton, Massachusetts, he had a pretty good idea what he wanted to enter. I was hoping to um, combine inside a bottle um, baking soda and vinegar and seeing which ones explode the best. Of course, it's easy to understand why teenagers gravitate toward projects that explode. Those baking soda rockets and baking soda volcanoes are old standards at science fairs, so popular that you'll find more than 100 videos on YouTube of kids making them. But the more Kyle thought about building effervescent bottle bombs, the less excited he became. That's something a lot of people know how to do. It's just messy and looks cool. It has no science behind it besides the reaction with baking soda and vinegar or whatever you want to mix. So by the time we met them at the Massachusetts State Science and Engineering Fair, Kyle and his research partner, Owen Alabozik, were showing off a very different experiment. We did our project on standing and sitting, how it affects your memory. Yeah, because when I study, I tend to uh, like to stand, and maybe I was wondering if that affected people. And it did. Standing improved most people's memory. That new project, one the eighth graders thought of themselves, earned third place in the state finals. And it's the kind of thing the fair's executive director, Cora Beth Abel, wants to see more of. Original research that relates to students' own lives, rather than demonstrations they copy from the Internet or from books. When students own their research, they care about it, and especially when it relates to the world around them. That student really gets excited and inspired in a way that reading a textbook just can't do. The Massachusetts Fair has promoted that so-called inquiry-based science for years. But when it comes to the smaller fairs that local schools might hold, projects still often lean toward the familiar standbys. When my daughter had a science fair, what she came home with was the idea to demonstrate something we already know. That's North Carolina State University biologist Rob Dunn. He helps write a blog about bugs and microbes called Your Wildlife. Lately, he's been on a crusade to improve science fairs that started when his second-grade daughter showed him a list of suggested projects. The standard sheet of paper had volcanoes. It had lots and lots of beans. You could do a collection of leaves. But what nobody was telling these kids is that even as second graders, they can do science that produces results to questions we don't know the answer to. Dunn says most kids don't realize there are a lot of questions like that. So on their blog, Dunn and his colleague Holly Menninger asked readers to suggest projects that allow young people to do real science. They got more than 100 ideas. Uh, so what do ants do when it rains? What do spiders in our house eat? What effect does the please pick up after your dog sign actually have on the removal of dog poop from a community? <laughs> Those projects focus on things kids see every day and could even yield some new information. But Menninger concedes they also involve something of a leap of faith, because unlike exploding bottles, original projects can have unpredictable results, or no useful results at all. This happens to scientists all the time, too, that your hypothesis could have been wrong. And I think that's great. I think that sometimes some of the most exciting discoveries are the things that we don't anticipate. But who wins a grand prize in a science fair with an experiment <laughs> that doesn't come up with a result? We want something that goes boom or makes a lot of mold. Those are the ones that win the prizes. I mean, that's a culture change, I think, sort of steering people away from the final product and focusing more on the process. Manager says a lot of kids are ready to do that. The bigger challenge is getting buy-in from adults. I just have probably the shortest slideshow in the world, I hope. At Western Carolina University, biology professor Kevin Catley manages a regional science fair and leads these workshops to prepare teachers for it. He says some adults make the fairs worse. 
parents who do the work for their children, or teachers who provide little guidance. There's no question in my mind that 80% of the teachers that routinely do a science fair are not competent themselves, and this is no criticism, this is a critique of their educational experience because they've had no research background. So they find it very difficult to advise students and uh, the quality is pretty bad. Catley says there's no quick fix for what he calls cookie-cutter science fairs. He says it will take better training for teachers and more support for science in general. But at fairs that have changed their culture, you can see the difference. And next we have from Taunton High School, Olivia. As the prizes were handed out at the Massachusetts Fair, the winners ranged from complex projects that studied topics like gene mutation to simple things like a student who found a way to make fluffier cupcakes. What the winners had in common is that they were fresh, scientifically sound, and potentially useful. And there wasn't a baking soda rocket among the bunch. I'm Adam Hochberg.